All right, here we go. December 19th. Let's talk about the news. Happy holidays, everybody. I hope everybody got home. Those who are out on the road, I hope you're making money. It's worth it. And uh, some of us have to do it. So anyway, Merry Christmas. If I don't talk to you before then, and happy holidays. All right, let's get on with the show. Keeping that hammer down all across the nation. Checking cities off his list. Sharing stories of the road right here on his station. You are listening to the Kingfish. Yes, you've tuned in to the Kingfish Radio Network. Mm. Expand your mind on the open road with Kingfish right here. All right, here's a chocolatey goodness mess. Uh, looks like uh, December 13th near Knoxville, ten- Tennessee. A truck driver swerved to hit something on the road in an overpass. And, well, he dumped 17 tons of M&Ms across the highway. That's roughly 35,000 pounds of M&Ms were removed and then trashed. Due to the strict, qual- air, you know, the strict quality and uh, food safety protocols, that the candy manufacturer had, they had to destroy all that. How do you destroy 35,000 pounds of M&Ms? How do you explain that one? I'm looking at the photo of the mess, and the first box I see is the mint M&Ms, which are my wife's favorite. I think I'll not tell her about that one. Apparently, it took them quite a while to clean that mess up. My real question is, as they were cleaning it up, yeah, they were probably using shovels. How many of those bags of those M&Ms found it in the, in the uh, cleaning of crew's pockets? I would imagine quite a bit. All right, let's move on. All right, this is not such good news. The candy one is, well, Trevor didn't get hurt. He had some minor injuries, but that's not, that's not too bad. But So here we are in 2019. Trucking companies are failing at a rate three times the 2018 average. So, so far... You know, keep in mind, 2019 is not over yet, but so far, 795 companies have failed in 2019. That means 20, over 24,000 trucks were removed from the nation's capacity. It's a lot of trucks. Imagine most of them went somewhere else. In 2018, 310 companies failed total, removing 22,805 trucks from the road. That's a huge difference. That was, however, a historically record low rate for trucking company failures. Trucking companies have always gone under. It's a tight business. Now, I don't, you know, I won't deny that. But because in, in 2018, you had 310 companies with 2,805 trucks, which means there was a lot of, you know, there's always a lot of mom and pop outfits, one and two carrier companies. But, you know, when you jump, you know, you look at this and you jump. You know, it's 795 companies, which is three times more companies that went under, but it's tw- over 24,000 trucks. So you're looking at almost a you know, eight, nine percent increase in the number of trucks that went under. So it's, you know, it's just quite dramatic. 
I don't know. You know, it's uh, it's going to be a rough year. You know, drivers are going to be more in demand. It's basically what it comes down to. So something to think about. You know, the uh, these bigger companies going under. Celadon was kind of a surprise. I honestly, I didn't realize how big they were. I saw their trucks everywhere, but they're, you know, they had some issues with their corporate executives playing games. So we'll see what happens there. I don't know. I just don't, uh, I don't know what to think. You know, is this a, you know, is this something to be worried about? We'll have to see. All right, let's, let's move on. All right, here we go. Moving on. Uh, maybe some of these, uh, job losses will be taken up by these self-driving trucks. Anyway, plus AI, some company in California just delivered a load of butter from Tulare, California to Quakerstown, Pennsylvania. Wow, how exciting is that? 2,800 miles. It looks like they didn't have any issues. They went from hub to hub. It was a load of butter. Maybe it probably started off as milk. But by the time they got there, it was butter. Who knows? Um, you know, let's face it. Automated trucks are coming. Right now, the one or two here and there is not going to be a big deal. Uh, it's got a lot of sensors all over the thing. But what it comes down to is when it's all automated trucks on a road, I think it's going to be pretty scary. Now, at least for this one, they hit a 40,000 pounds of butter. And they went across 15, and then they went across 70. So, at least they took some you know, road that was a challenge for them. I'll give them that. And there was a driver on board. It doesn't show the inside of the cab. Uh, am I skeptical of this? Yeah. You know, computers crash, iPhones crash, uh, things stop working, and I'm not so sure if I want autonomous trucks driving around me. Uh, does it have a lot to do with the fact that I drive and I don't want to lose my job? Yeah, there's probably some of that, and I won't deny that. But I don't know. I just It just doesn't seem like a good idea to me. All right, let's move on. All right, starting January 5th, 12.01 a.m. 2020, tolls will be increasing on the Pennsylvania Turnpike by 6%. This is the 12th year in a row that the Pennsylvania Turnpike Commission has raised tolls. According to a news release from the Pennsylvania Turnpike Commission, the most common toll for all Class 5 tractor trailers will increase from $370 to $4 for Easy Pass from $1630 to $1730. Hmm. That doesn't make sense. Anyway, sounds like uh, toll prices are going up in Pennsylvania. Carry a little bit extra money if you're uh, paying by cash. Lucky us. Uh, automated trucks and height, height and tolls going up. Well, aren't we lucky? Yeah, the trucking industry. That's all right. This is what we do. All right, here we go. This one's a little bizarre. Aren't they all bizarre? So, over in North Carolina, a routine traffic stop turned to a major discovery suspected illicit cash in North Carolina over the weekend. The incident occurred on uh, Saturday, December 7th in Cleveland County, North Carolina. Okay, so basically here's what happened. This uh, Hispanic guy was driving a big rig, not that that matters, and he was impeding traffic, and he was changing lanes, and just driving unsafe. So the cops pulled him over and asked him to pull over. When, when they pulled him over, they had the dog you know, run through the truck. The truck, the dog, uh, you know, gave him a signal. So the dog gave him a hit. 
Well, the thing had raw pork on it, so I'm sure the dog was pretty excited about that, so I don't know how that works. But anyway, you know, they went through the truck, found $3 million in cash hidden in barrels of raw pork shoulder. That's a lot of raw pork shoulder. Yeah, that is a lot. Now, the Cleveland County Sheriff's Office says that it's reason to believe that the money was headed to the U.S.-Mexican border and also believes the money was a result of drug sales throughout the region. The Department of Justice has been called in to help with the investigation. Now, apparently, you know, like I said before, this guy was, you know, he was, you know, failure to maintain his lane and impeding the flow of traffic. So they call, he got called on. If you're going to send $3 million cash in a barrel across the border, you know, invest a little money and get a driver that knows how to drive the truck. You know what? You know, don't go, don't go cheap on who you're going to get to drive the truck. You know, get somebody good. And, you know, there's plenty of Celadon drivers out there that are great drivers that would have done a lot better job for you and you'd still have your $3 million in cash. You know, you know, <laughs> why would you want to go cheap on something like that? But anyway, the, uh, the cops got this big, you know, pile of cash and it's just like, I don't know. I don't know what to think about that one. Ugh, crazy world. All right, over on CDLI, if they mentioned top 10 trucker places to eat, and I don't know, I wouldn't really consider some of these my favorites. Some of them are pretty good. Uh, they list Little America Truck Stop, Little America, Wyoming. I think it's a little too expensive. Mm, I don't know. It's not bad. It's just a little too expensive. Sky, uh, Sky City Casino, Acoma, New Mexico. Yeah, that's a nice place. Uh, one of my co-drivers won 200 bucks there once on a raffle. So, And one of our drivers won the truck in the, in the front there. They raffle off a truck every year, and he won the truck. So he took the cash. I, I'm not sure how much it was. It was a pretty good chunk of change. So that's not bad. Uh, Big Texan Steakhouse Ranch, Amarillo, Texas. Yeah, I'll definitely put that on my top ten. And as they said in the article on CDLF, you know, don't do the challenge. Just eat their food. The food's really good. Uh, Dinner Bell in Sweetwater, Tennessee. I've never been there. Trucker Paradise of West Wendover. They're talking about the whole city of Wendover there. You get over to Wendover and it's like, you know, it's just nothing on either side of it. You know, you got the salt flats to the east and then you got the hills to the to the west. And then when you get over to Wendover, it's like, oh, look, you know, there's all kinds of stuff there. Yeah, and a lot of casinos and things. So I'll give it that. Blake's Lotta Burger over in Moriarty, New Mexico. That's down the street from the Loves and down from Lisa's Truck Stop over in Moriarty. Uh, yeah, it's a good place. I've eaten there. I'll definitely eat there again. Uh, they say I-40, Exit 87 Barbecue, Jackson, Tennessee. Never been there. Next Barbecue and Catfish, Carlisle, Arkansas. I haven't hit that one either. AC&T Truck Stop, Hagerstown, Maryland. Never been there. Uh, Dixie Truck Stop, McLean, Illinois. Yeah, that's a good place. So I don't know. Maybe I should come up with my own top ten places I go to. Of course, it's all very subjective. Nobody's going to like the same ten places. I, I just like, you know, I don't know. I guess I'm cheap. I've gotten cheap these days. Isn't that what it's all about? All right, moving on. The National Safety Council has issued a you know, warning. An estimated 278 people may be killed on the roads over Christmas and New Year's Day, but seatbelts seat could save about 245 lives. So, wear your seatbelt. It's the holidays. 
don't die in the holidays. You know, uh, try to, you know, if you get tired, pull over. Uh, people are up late at night. They get tired. They're not used to driving long distances. They get bored on the interstate. They're just not used to it. Uh, don't drink and drive, for God's sakes. You know, things like that. It's just, don't do it. Don't do it. All right, let's move on. There's a, this is kind of fascinating. This is one of my favorite books, Robert Persig. Anyway, they got turned down like hundreds of times by, by uh, you know, publishers, and they finally did it, and then they, they, somebody published it and became a bestseller. It's quite an amazing backstory in that book. It's a great book. Anyway, Zen and the, motorcycle, uh, Zen and the Art of Motorcycle Maintenance. The Masonia's National Museum of American History will be the new home of Arthur, American author Robert M. Persig's 1966 Honda Superhawk motorcycle, featured in his book, Zen and the Art of Motorcycle Maintenance, an inquiry into values. Persig's book, originally published by William Morrow in 1974, has sold more than 5 million copies and has been translated into 27 languages. The inspiration stemmed from a month-long road trip Persig took with his 11-year-old son in 1968. Well, that, that road trip paid for itself. As they rode along the 5,700 miles from the Twin Cities of Minnesota to San Francisco and back, Persig became better acquainted with his son and himself. The book started an international cultural movement to rethink how people interact with technology and find balance in life. Uh, it says here, stored for decades in a family New, New England garage and recently mechanically restored, the motorcycle is a gift from Persig's widow. Oh, I didn't even know he passed. Wendy, in addition to the motorcycle, the gift includes Persig's leather jacket, maps, shop manual, and other gear from the 68 ride, together with a manuscript copy and a signed first edition. Oh, and uh, his favorite toolbox for maintaining his bike. He maintained all his bikes. That was an integral part of the story. And how it gave him, that was where the me, his meditation came from. It was a great story. And it, uh, Zen also tells the story of the relationship between people and machines that made Persig a pioneer in the human technology interface and do-it-yourself maintenance and repair. Bob's philosophy explored human values, and he aimed to show how quality is actually at the center of all existence. I should have got a glass of water. You know, um, I think that's really cool. I'd love to see that, you know. I didn't know that it was a it was a Honda. I had no idea. I just I don't know. In my, maybe they talked about it in the book. It was a long time I read the book, so that's all I got for that. So anyway, we got the holidays coming up. Let's see what else we got. You know, things are going on. Uh, winter's here. Things are pretty dicey. You know, we got to be careful of that. So it's just just one of those weeks, you know. You gotta be more careful. Oh, and the fondest of my heart, I was in the National Guard for a while after the regular army. The National Guard marks 383rd birthday. They had emerged after World War I as Army's primary combat reserve. Happy birthday, National Guard. I spent three years there after the, you know, regular army. So. You know, something to think about. So, you know, we need those guards, guys. Guard guys, we salute you. So, I don't know. It's one of those weeks. Uh, something came in. 
Nope, nothing came in. So anyway, that's what's going on here. Pretty much nothing. Getting ready to go to work. I gotta run out tonight. I gotta go to California and back. I don't know if I'm doing the Denver this week. They haven't really Yeah, they haven't really narrowed it down, so we'll have to see what happens. Yeah, once again, I hope you guys have a great holiday. If you're trying to get home, I hope you get home. Uh, don't rush it. Be careful. Watch out for the four-wheelers. You know they can't see as much as you can, especially in the bad weather. Uh, you see anybody on the shoulder, because cars will pull on the shoulder without thinking about it. They'll open their doors. Be careful of that. Also, see some tow trucks on the shoulder. Get over in the next lane. Give those guys some space. My co-driver's son is a tow truck driver and it's important to him and so it's important to me plus i always get over for the tow truck drivers it would be silly not to i can't imagine anybody not doing that it's just insane to me so happy holiday and we'll see what happens if i do the denver then you know i won't i won't put up too much if i don't do the denver i'll probably be on here a little more uh talking about the weather seeing what's going on so that's all I got. Talk to y'all later. Kingfish out.